0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday the 5th of August and as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. If you need to, you can pause the slideshow here and read the disclaimer in full. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours, whether you're in the car, the tram, the train, the bus or just out there walking the dog, then you can head on over to marcustoday.com.au at your leisure and read the disclaimer there. Plus, of course, you can sign up for a free trial if you're not yet a member of their wonderful community, And also you can check out all the other wonderful goodies that are on the Marcus Today website. It's not just about the newsletter or the email. It is all about the site as well. All right. Well, last night in the US, we closed down 86 points on the Dow Jones, 32,727. Bit of a meandering kind of day. A lot of push me, pull you. Things coming out at the moment, a bit of a Dr. Dolittle day. We have the uh, threat of recession on the one hand. We have the threat of interest rates on the other hand. And if you had three hands, then we would have corporate earnings on that last hand. So a lot of uh, conflicting signals coming out at the moment in terms of where the market is going. So as a result, it's tending to trend sideways. Focusing on results, we did get block after hours, which looked pretty disappointing. That was down around uh, 7% after hours. Also, Warner Brothers not so good either, Uh, but Kellogg's have just come out and they look as if they're quite good and they are upgrading guidance. But we do have the big jobs number on Friday, so Friday US time, so that is the big number. 250,000 is the number you should be looking for uh, in terms of job creation in the US, so Not sure whether we want a good number or a bad number in terms of uh, the market, but that will be the big swing factor this week. So S&P 500 barely registering a pulse yesterday, down 3 points, 4152. And the NASDAQ up 0.41%, 52 points to 12721. That S&P in the middle for diddle, as is always. The VIX index coming under some pressure again, down 1 point or 2.32%. If I was trading the VIX index and trading volatility, I'd be starting to buy some of that VIX index at the moment. US can be a little bit uh, thin and less liquidity during the summer season, but of course, that summer season is coming to an end. Result season is coming to an end, and we could be in for a big autumn in Northern Hemisphere, or the fall, as they say, in the US. So I'd be starting to look at that VIX index, certainly. uh, There's no reason, no justification, I guess, for it to be quite so low at the moment. 18 is the long-term average, uh, but you would have to say that given the risks for the soft landing, given the risks geopolitically after Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan, then there are more elevated risks than the VIX is showing. That may be a function of... Just disinterest at the moment, spy futures up six points, so not showing an awful lot of interest today six thousand eight hundred and ninety one heading to commodities we saw oil under pressure brent crude ninety four twelve down two dollars sixty six two point seven five percent WTI now below ninety bucks, which is where it was before Russia went into Ukraine. also noticed the French right wing leader uh, marine le Pen saying that sanctions that the Europeans have imposed on Russia should be withdrawn because they're not doing much good. And all that's happening is Europe is suffering as a consequence of that. Uh, She was uh, called out for that. But certainly uh, there are some, I guess, that feel that the sanctions really aren't working and the Russian economy hasn't collapsed, as some had predicted Mind you, that is because the oil price was so elevated. And, of course, the Russian oil industry and gas industry are doing very well out of those oil prices. But if we did see the oil price come off a little bit, it may put a little bit more pressure on Mr. Putin. So we shall see how that pans out. But 2.34% down for WTI last night. Gold, big, big mover last night, maybe on the back of Jim Cramer from Mad Money on CNBC saying that gold had reached a turning point and was now set to benefit and go higher. Uh, that's uh, usually Jim Cramer is completely wrong, but uh, in this case, it looks as if he's called it at least a little bit right short term. Anyway, $30.50 up, 18.06, spot 9,0 up 1.72%. So our gold sector today will be buoyant to say the least. Iron ore, though, unfortunately, that's going to affect BHP and Rio. Iron ore was down 3.52%, $3.88, 88 I suspect that some of the geopolitics that is happening at the moment with Taiwan and China uh, is to blame for that iron ore. And, of course, we've still got that draconian lockdowns restrictions in China, although we haven't heard quite so much about that in recent days. But certainly China will need to do something to stimulate their economy coming out of covid in other commodities last night, copper was up 0.6 of a percent, nickel down 0.4%, aluminium up 1%, zinc had a really big night last night, up 5.5%, lead up 1%, and tonne up 1.4%. In terms of international mining stocks, last night BHP was down 0.2 of a percent in ADR terms, so no change really from the fall yesterday. Rio uh, down, was up 0.24%, Freeport, McMoran. Up 0.24. We had Alcoa down 1.3, Tech up 1.5, Anglo up 3.2, Glencore up 3.1, Vale up half a percent, and Arbamile down 1.9 percent in the US. Aussie dollar 69.65 at the moment. Here you can see the SP 500 not doing much, meandering around for most of the day, trying to digest earnings and that all-important jobs number which is coming out tonight so we did get a little bit of data from the US last night as well uh, but mainly the focus is on that jobs number and that will probably dictate where the market goes although given that the data we've seen recently has failed to even move the dial an awful lot it may be that we see a a pretty um, yawny kind of reaction to that jobs number. We did see the Dow last night had a particularly pathetic trading range. Uh, The high was up 17 points. The low was down 160, closing it down 86. So very little volatility there. No wonder people aren't buying the VIX because it's expensive to hold option premium. If the market's not doing anything, Uh, it does cost you money every day to hold those bets. In terms of US stocks last night, Apple was down 0.19%. Meta up 1%. Google up 0.1. Microsoft up 0.4. Amazon up 2.2. Tesla up 0.4. Netflix up 1.4. Twitter up 0.15. US banks were easier, uh, so maybe our banks will be a little easier today. JP Morgan 1.1% down and Wells Fargo was down 1.9%. Block was up nearly 1.9% in normal trade, but results after hours, I think they were down around 7.5% after hours, so don't expect uh, great things from Block today. It did look as if those results were slightly underwhelming, and we will get to those in a minute. Major stories last night. The US dollar down. That's why gold is going up. Bond yields up. Equity hardly changed. We did see a rise in US weekly jobless numbers, which does suggest that we are seeing a slowing and a softening of that labor market, which is, after all, what the Fed wants to see. But job loss is nowhere near recession levels, from 2001 and 2008, the all eyes, though, will be on that U.S. jobs numbers tonight. Non-farm payroll is expected to be plus 250,000. So that is the number. When you wake up at three o'clock in the morning, grasping for your Bloomberg, that is the number that you were wanting to see. Uh, oil drops on recession fears and. It is now back to those pre-Ukraine invasion levels, and the Bank of England raised rates by the most since 1995. That's despite recession risk. They put up rates by half a percent to 1.75%. Inflation is now on track in the UK to top, or to be 13.3% in the last quarter of the calendar year. 13.3%. That is a big, big rise, and we'll talk about energy prices because they're going to see a massive increase in energy costs in October. In fact, the average UK household will be paying a vast amount of money uh, in terms of their heating bill, nearly $6,000 kangaroo dollars for gas and electricity. The average household will be paying uh, not just this year, not just next year, but also well into 2024 if Forecasts are to be believed. Uh, The Bank of England has begun a $40 billion government bond sale in the second half. That is the opposite of quantitative easing. Uh, That's uh, what they call in the UK the gilt market. And China obviously firing a few missiles at Taiwan and a few live drills pretty close. The US trade deficit shrinks to 6.2% exports at a record high and suggesting no recession. So maybe we will see that soft landing. A little bit of weakening in jobs, a little bit of weakening in inflation uh, would not uh, hurt the US economy. Coinbase up 10% on a tie-up with BlackRock to offer institutional clients crypto trading and custody. And Meta was up uh, around uh, 1% on its first bond offering. And in Fed speak last night, Mesta sees rates a bit above 4% mid-2023, higher than current market expectations, and need to see months of inflation declines before rates peak. So there we go, more news from the Fed heads. In terms of our market today, uh, the Block numbers, let's have a little look at those. Block reported $52.5 billion US in transactions. That missed the estimates of $53.47 billion. Cash App, the the app which is used for sending money between individuals, counted for roughly 48% of the grossed profit. But it does look like those numbers for Block did miss expectations. Credit Suisse Group is discussing slashing thousands of jobs globally. 10 year yields in US 2.69, Australia 3.14, crept up a little bit yesterday. Germany 0.8 of a percent. The stocks 50 over in Europe, the indices there. Stocks 50 up 0.6, and the FTSE barely changing. CAC up 0.6, and DAC up 0.6. It was a day of 0.6s. And global potash, according to some forecasters, will remain tight. Um, the production will remain tight, even as more buyers shed their fears of buying from Russia. And in Maya, M-Y-R, the stock code there, Solly Lou is creeping out the register now around 22%. And Gen X Power, GNX, is looking maybe the, at another rival bid after the knockback of Farquhar, that stock Farquhar from Atlassian, uh, the skip company that he has put in place to bid for Gen X. Uh, that Bid got knocked back. As far as our market goes today, of course, we do have SPY up six whole points, so not a huge amount to expect today. We might see a little bit of weakening in the banks. We did see the banks holding up relatively well yesterday. Uh, Yesterday, though, was a one-point change in the end. We gave back all those good gains we saw early in the morning as resources, especially the iron ore space, came under pressure. We'd expect to see a little bit of interest stirring in resource stocks. It wasn't all... Bad news in resource stocks yesterday. Lithium stocks were mixed and there were one or two base metal stocks doing well. So there is some risk appetite out there. Today we will see the gold miners doing well, obviously, on that big rise in the gold price. And we may see a little bit of money flowing back into commodity stocks ahead of that US jobs number. Just a bit of book squaring before the weekend. No one wants to have huge amounts of risk if they got a long or a short position on a Friday ahead of a US job number. So that's something to bear in mind. So some of the winners this week may see a little bit of selling and some of the losers this week may see a little bit of buying. Question of the day today. This is uh, goes to uh, what we were asking in our morning meeting yesterday. Is our question of the day yesterday. What's your best source of information when you wake up first thing in the morning? Uh, I know that mine is Bloomberg. That's the first thing I reach for and has been the first thing I reach for for some time. But. What is your best information source? I'm not fishing for compliments about Marcus today. But apart from Marcus today, what do you look at for your best source of information? Well, that's it from me today. You can head on over to the Marcus Today Facebook discussion group as usual. It's a fantastic group. Great insights. Great Uh, thoughts and ideas from members over there members helping members we've got over 3800 members now on that facebook group so uh, no matter what question you have uh, as long as it's uh, within the rules that we have for the group uh, ask away and someone or us will be able to answer that if you're listening to other this on a podcast and you want to listen to other podcasts in the marcus today stable there's the marcus strategy podcast which is our fly on the wall morning meeting Uh, podcast which is now behind a paywall i know some of you are struggling to find it with various login issues with that uh, please persevere it is worth it and we are looking to make it as easy as possible and not put so many roadblocks in the way to get hold of that podcast but we want to make it quality content for members of marcus today rather than giving it away Uh, talking of giving it away though on the couch is free as it is the morning meeting uh, the morning update with the breakfast briefing and of course the end of day podcast. So you can subscribe to those streams and get all that wonderfulness there and my on the couch podcast. And I failed miserably this week to do a new one, but I promise next week I will do one. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.